Here we are with another Van Life Culture Series episode. Today I'd like to explore the two concepts of, two related concepts of authenticity and minimalism. We've already talked a lot in this series about uh, the relation of van life to consumerism and different movements like the beat movement, the hippies, even transcendentalists. Explored how these are sort of countercultural subculture movements. They go against the grain, they go against their status quo, the consumerist culture, the automatic lifestyle that we live. Then I wanted to look at minimalism in contrast to this as a way that isn't an automatic way of life, but more authentic. And I think this is a constant theme in the Van Life series, the Van Life episodes that we watch. Sometimes when we talk about authenticity and minimalism, there's it can become a bit problematic because there's a pressure to try to become authentic. And I'm not sure it really works like that. It's more about staying in touch with who you really are. And that probably means your emotions, doing things that seem right for you. Sometimes it takes a bit of effort, but generally it's about going with the flow of who you are when all the busyness of your life is removed, all the pressures from the outside, from others and the pressures even the pressures from consumer society then we often have these messages of the type of people we're supposed to be but for the purposes of this conversation your authentic self is the person you are when all these pressures are removed of course identity is always a changing thing we're never really one thing it's changing we're updating our profiles constantly on social media and we're trying things out we're sometimes more easily defined by things that we've tried and things that we know we're not. Yeah, then in our Western world, we're sometimes encouraged to repress and subjugate those inner emotions, those uh, our inner selves, the more subtle aspects of being to doing. Um, doing is the big important thing and the externalities really are really important to in, and becoming more important in this world than... I think van life is sort of a throwback to a more subtle existence, a more inner, uh, those inner aspects of life that have sort of been missed. In many of the world's wisdom traditions, like the rite of passage has been to, to understand and explore yourself, like your true meaning and, um, and your true purpose as an individual. But in the consumer culture, especially as it ex- 
has accelerated since the 1950s. As we've explored in other episodes, the emphasis is more on you know what you produce, who you are, your role in the economy, the part you're playing in making earnings for shareholders, for keeping house prices up, keeping the bubble going, this mad panic of busyness and stress. And it's, is it any wonder that uh, people want to escape and get into their vans and try to reconnect with what's real and what's authentic? And I do realize when I say authentic, you know, there's a tinge. People are going to cringe because like who isn't trying to look authentic? Donald Trump got voted in because he was authentic, right? I think we're always going to have this aspect of faking authenticity, faking you know, like that you are the voice of the people faking, faking real for status. It was all about cool through the hippies, through the 60s. All the advertising was about cool. And now it's all about authenticity. This is advertising once again, reflecting our inner values back to us because that's what we're searching for. But it doesn't mean it's not real. Commercial interests are going to try to exploit this once again. We talked about van life and Patreon and, um, Corporate interests are already on Patreon, the crowdfunding platforms, faking authenticity, looking like the small guy, looking like the democratizing influence. We talked about Silicon Valley, how Silicon Valley started off with this ideal of this great democratizing place, which crumbled into a place of shareholder-led decisions that only created bigger monopolies and did anything but create a more democratizing internet. Then it's definitely about changing our definition of success to something that's more inner orientated something that's going to help us live our lives with more integrity you know instead of thinking about what six-figure sum we want to earn in a few years time maybe thinking about what emotions we want to have about what we do setting goals like that how we want to influence and change the world for the better and not only for ourselves but in the bigger sense tuning into those more subtle aspects and mindfulness is one of the ways that we achieve this we're kind of inevitably led back to some of the eastern traditions when we talk about these subjects because these traditions are generally more about being than doing and mindfulness is one of the the pathways to get there as are other things like serendipity and synchronicity things that aren't as digital but help us tune into the more subtle aspects of life and living and these are the some of the things that have been eroded in our objectified datafied world some of the things that we've forgotten about and some of the things that artificial intelligence is never really going to master this is a little bit of a spiel from the minimalists movie minimalism is a tool that it can assist you in finding freedom Freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from overwhelm, freedom from guilt, freedom from depression, freedom from the trappings of consumer culture we've built our lives around, real freedom. That doesn't mean there's anything inherently wrong with owning material possessions. Today's problem seems to be that meaning we assign to our stuff. We tend to give too much meaning to our things, often forsaking our health, our relationship, our passions, our personal growth and our desire to contribute beyond ourselves. Want to own a car or a house? Great. Have it all. Want to raise a family and have a career? If these things are important to you, that's wonderful. Minimalism simply allows you to make the decisions more consciously and deliberately. Now, recently I wrote an article, it's on my blog, you can check it out, about um, how mindfulness actually plays a part in shaping our brain. And this link to in intentionality that the minimalist brought up. I wrote a piece on mindfulness and how simply 
practicing mindfulness and building skills in mindfulness helps us to negate some of the really destructive elements of using social media. Now, I'm not saying social media is bad, and it's, but it's how we use it and how we use these technologies and how they're, you know, they're kind of manipulated by these uh, corporate interests that we've been talking about, these consumerist interests. And it's, it's sort of becoming a revelation how destructive this is becoming for mental health. Now, I don't have any data or statistics to back this up, apart from um, I do list some studies on my blog about that have been quoted recently, and there's a big debate on whether it does cause all these problems or not. And I don't want to get into that. But what is clear is that if you use your mind, if we, as humans, we need to adapt to this new environment and it's changing all the time. And we need to become more mindful of how we use social media and how we choose things in this vast stream of information that we're getting. How, how do we adapt and cope in this environment? And there's some real skills to learn. And some of these skills are the same as the skills of learning authenticity and yeah, using mindfulness. They're as basic as stepping back into the body, stepping back into the breath, stepping back into your emotions yourself, rather than getting swept away in the tide in an always-on world, You know, always having the adrenaline switched on, which a lot of these programs have are designed to make you do. Like there's teams at Facebook that work endlessly on ways to keep your attention. That's the type of platform it is. Then there's ample evidence to show that, you know, this is actually changing your brain. The, the, the neuroscience of mindfulness shows that you can change how your mind interacts and you can actually shape your mind and your brain simply by where you pay attention. And I think this is um, simply what van lifers and bus lifers have done, that they've decided to intentionally live their lives. They've made decisions about their values. They've examined their hearts. And in the battle over heart and head decisions, they've actually allowed their heart to make decisions. As J.P. Sears elaborates, you know, the head's always going to have some very good reasons why to keep living automatically, to keep living your life as you have if it's becoming destructive, some things become a little bit out of whack. And, you know, you can sort of see that, you know, some things are a little bit out of whack with society and how we're living our lives. And personally, I, I don't see anything wrong with living a life of values, having some ideals and having a utopian vision for yourself and for the future. You know, you're going to have times in reaching that vision for yourself, in living authentically, that you might have to swim against the tide, do things that are hard and really stick it out. But I think ultimately you want to spend most of your life going with the flow, doing things that in your heart you're good with. And I can think of the Bus Life uh, series, the Bus Life videos. Big fan of these. Family in New Zealand, Bus Life New Zealand. They take their two kids on the road. They work in hotels and... They spend a year, a good part of a year or more, building the bus out. And this is obviously having a big effect on their quality of life. It's not, not great. But because they're doing something that's really in tune with their values and what they want to do, then they get through this, this period of great stress and they start to live a more authentic life. And their channel is doing great. Like a lot of, the great, a lot of these channels that we see are doing great. And I think good on them. They took the risk they chose to live authentically and they're making a living doing it at the same time. 
It may not look like a great authentic, uh, great idealistic life for others, but to them, it's terrific. They can spend more time together as a family now, enjoy things in life that matters. And I think as more and more people choose to live authentic lives, this is what's really going to change the world, what's going to make a better future. Then it's almost a moral imperative to do this, to do this for society, to do this for yourself, to do this for your family and others. Step out. Step out into intentional living away from automatic living. I think that might sum up this week's episode. Um, If you've got any questions, fire them away. You can fire them at the blog. You can like this wherever you're seeing it. Give it the thumbs up. Subscribe to it any way you can. And we'll continue to make these if there's interest out there. Thanks for listening.